What does that mean? That means sometimes you're going to have to put your dreams and aspirations and goals and plans on the back burner to fulfill the things that God has called you to do. Why is that important? That's important because the moment that you start walking in God's will, you're going to get closer to your purpose. You are now listening to Disciples in Progress, where believers in Christ renew their lives. Join the DIP community weekly as you learn about new ways of implementing God's word for practical use in your everyday life. Without further ado, now introducing your host and fellowship friend, Tamika Gray. Hello, hello, hello. You are now listening to Disciples in Progress, and this is episode number 16. This episode is titled, being obedient, even when it's hard. Y'all, God has really been downloading some things into me these last couple of weeks. And you know, when I get on the show, y'all, I only talk about what he's already handled with me. So y'all know it's about to get real, okay? So we, I've been personally reading out of Jeremiah every single morning for the last month, basically. And I've been asking God, why, God, why do you have me reading Jeremiah? Like, what's in here? And I come to realize that the reason why God had me reading Jeremiah was because Jeremiah was a prophet selected by God to speak directly like God's words. When I say directly, literally like God had blessed Jeremiah in the beginning of the book by touching his lips, giving him the permission to literally anytime God opens his mouth, Jeremiah's mouth will open as well and God's words will come out. And the reason why God had chosen Jeremiah to be his prophet and to speak his words directly was because God needed to get a message to the people of Jerusalem and Judah. And so we are okay so the reason why God had me reading this was because God at the time wanted me to speak up about some things that was going on in my life and there was some things going on within my family and sometimes you can't and don't have the capacity to speak everything the way that it needs to be spoken so when you rely on God and Holy Spirit to fill you with the words that need to be said then the task can get done so what we're about to do is I'm about to take you down some passages and scriptures of Jeremiah Um, I need y'all to get a little bit of background context of you know his role how old he was and you know the the turmoil it was for him to speak about God's word y'all like that's why this is called being obedient even when it's hard and you're going to see how hard it was on Jeremiah just to be obedient it wasn't hard for him to be obedient it was the consequences that came from him being obedient to the things that God has called him to do so without that let's go ahead and get jump right into it guys I want you to uh, pay attention to the show notes and the show notes we now have timestamps. so if you don't want me hearing me run my mouth and you want a specific thing you can literally fast forward to that point in time and you can listen to what you need to listen to um, also in the show notes, we have uh, the scriptures that I will be reading from today. Y'all know I love me some new living translation. That's the translation. 
translation that I can understand. Um, and also in the show notes, you will have the link to the um, podcast as well as the Instagram and other platforms for the podcast, guys. Um, it's so important that you guys go ahead and rate the show, leave comments, like the show so that other people can start to be um, aware of the things that God has downloaded into me so that, you know, people can be blessed, guys. So it's super important that you guys start to like and rate the show. Um, And without further ado, let's get right into it. So like I said, I'm going to read you guys a little like the background uh, of the Jeremiah book that's in my Bible. Um, So it reads like this. This is just the background. It's not the actual word, guys. It reads like this. A steady moral decline occurs in Judah during the ranks of four idolatrous kings. Idolatrous means worshiping idols. The secede. This is C. King Josh, who was in the throne when Jeremiah first received his prophetic call. The king's act of refusing to continue to follow, obey, or recognize God leads God to carry out the ultimate disciplinary action of permitting his people to be conquered by an enemy nation. Jeremiah has the inevitable task of predicting God's judgment, calling the nation to repent, and observing God's judgments firsthand. But there is good news also. Eventually the nations will be restored. Amen. Okay. Yet Jeremiah's words are continuously ignored and disputed. The prophets also suffer beating and imprisonment for being God's spokesman. Dang. So I literally wrote in my Bible, I said, dang God, why you have to let him go out bad like that? Literally like the summary is saying, okay, so there was some moral decline going on within the city. The king, basically the head, the leader basically was like leading his people to worship idols and other gods outside of God. God was upset about that, you know, and so he sent Jeremiah to like, you know, tell people like, y'all need to repent. Y'all need to do this. I need to do that to, you know, earn God's favor back because y'all hurting God. And the people basically said, we not listening to you, Jeremiah. We're going to continue to do what we want to do. So God just Decided, okay, well, now I'm about to have y'all enemies come and attack y'all because y'all not listening. But literally, that's the thing about our God. Like, he gonna give you some consequences, y'all. But even in the word, it says that their city was still restored. So when I say that God really, like, had destruction come to this land, y'all, he really was, like, so angry with them. It's bad. Y'all gotta read it. It's real dark. It's like, ooh, that's a different side of God you don't ever want to experience okay this that's why i tell y'all old testament god he's a thug for real for real he be out here in these streets he don't care um and so yeah so he's like i'm gonna send destruction onto my people but once you know the destruction happened obviously he restores the land but what is important about this and what's the key to today's message is being obedient even when it's hard jeremiah was called to be a prophet for god but even though he was a prophet for God and being used by God, he also got consequences as well, like he wasn't out here doing the work of God. So it's just like, even though you are called to do things that God has called you to do, don't think that it's always going to pe- be peaches and cream, like everything's going to be good and merry. No, there's he's going to call you to do some things that's going to cause uh, natural consequences that's going to hurt. But he wants to know that you're still going to be obedient to his word, even when it's hard. So. Let's keep going. I want to give y'all the next word that we're going to move to is Jeremiah 
chapter one, verses 13 through 19. And this is just going to give you some context of like, you know, the first conversation that God had with Jeremiah saying, hey, I selected you to be my prophet. This is what, you know, I'm going to do to the people. This is what's going to happen to you in the process so that you guys can get some context of the weight of the call that God has had on Jeremiah's life. Mind you, he's the youngest prophet in the Bible. So that should speak some volumes. Even if you're the youngest person in your family, even if you're the youngest person in your group, God and God is calling you to speak up, you got to speak up, guys. And that's really the message. But let's get into this so you can get some background context. I am reading from Jeremiah chapter one, starting at verse 13, all the way to verse 19, New Living Translation. And it reads like this. Then the Lord spoke to me again and asked, what do you see now? And I replied, I see a pot of boiling water spilling from the north. Yes, the Lord said, for terror from the north will boil out into onto the people of this land. Listen, I am calling the armies of the kingdoms of the north to come to Jerusalem. I, the Lord, have spoken. They will set their thrones at the gate of the city. They will attack its walls and all of the other towns of Judah. I will pronounce judgment on my people for all their evil, for detesting me and burning incense to other gods. Yes, they worship idols made of their made with their own hands. Get up and prepare for action. Go out and tell them everything, everything I tell you to say. Do not be afraid of them or I will make you look foolish in front of them. I said, wow. For see, today I made you strong like a fortified city that cannot be captured, like an iron pillar or a bronze wall. You will stand against the whole land. I said, the whole land, guy? Yes, he said, the whole land. The king's officials, priests, and people of Judah, they will fight you, but they will fail. For I am with you and I will take care of you. I, the Lord, have spoken. And I said, period. Okay. So in this in this um, passage, uh, God is talking to Jeremiah, telling him, "Okay, I'm giving you these signs to let you know this is what is to come. Like nobody else knows that destruction is about to come upon the land. He's giving Jeremiah heads up. He's like, "Okay, I'm about to send the armies from the north to come and tear down Judah. And I need you to go warn my people. Go tell them like, hey, y'all better get your stuff together. Stop, you know, worshiping these idols or God's about to send our enemies armies to come attack us. And with God telling Jeremiah to go tell these people this, he also told Jeremiah that you need not to be afraid. If you show that you're scared in front of them, then. I'm going to make you look like a fool because if I, the Lord have given you a message and told you that this gave you the future, told you how to handle the situation, then you should go walk out into the world, even with confidence. And also on top of that, God's telling him up front too that these people are not about to listen to you and they're going to fight against everything that you're saying. But I have made you strong. God told Jeremiah, he's made him strong enough to go out there and still speak God's word, even though the people will fight against the word that God has told him. And on top of that, God has said that he's going to be with him the whole time. When God gives you an unbearable task, guys, y'all need to recognize that God's not just about to throw you out into the wilderness so that you can fight in the woods by yourself alone. Like, no, he is your light. He is your protector. He is your God. He is your leader. He's going to be there with you. It, 
excuse me, even when it feels like he's not going to be there. So literally, like when God gives you a hard task, he's going to give you everything that you need to be prepared to do the things that he calls you to do. So walk in that confidence, walk in that faith, walk in his life so that you can be obedient to the things he's called you to do, even when it's hard. So now that all this being said, we are about to move further into the chapters because I'm already in chapter 15. I've read one through 15 already. And so we are about to move to chapter 15 of Jeremiah, where Jeremiah is like pleading with God, like, OK, God, I really been out here doing what you told me to do. But why do I have to go through everything that these people are going through? Because when I tell y'all, God is really like handing these people death in such a vicious way, y'all, it's scary. It's scary. And this is why some people may be deterred by God because you're like, oh my gosh, is he really this mean? Is he really this cruel? Old Testament God was for sure. Thank God for Jesus because now we're seen as friends and you know, you ain't gonna do your friend like that. But these people, yeah. Anyway, so let's go ahead and get to it before I get off track because, yeah. So we are about to turn to Jeremiah chapter 15, starting at verse 10 and reading from through till verse 21. And this is called, the subheading of this verse is called Jeremiah's complaint. So he's praying to God. He's crying out to God. And this is what he says. All right. This is Jeremiah speaking. And it starts like this. Then I said, what sorrow is mine? My mother, oh, that I had died at birth. I am hated everywhere I go. I am neither a lender who threatens to foreclose nor a borrower who refused to pay. Yet they all curse me. The Lord replies, I will take care of you, Jeremiah. Your enemies will not. Your enemies will ask you to plead on their behalf in times of trouble and distress. Can a man break a bar arm from the north or a bar of bronze? At no cost of them, I will hand over your wealth and treasures as plunders to your enemy. For sins runs rapid in your land. I will tell your enemies to take you as captive to a foreign land for my anger blazed like fire that I will burn forever. Then I said, which is Jeremiah, he says, Lord, you know what's happening to me. Please step in and help me. Punish my prosecutors. Please give me time. Don't let me die young. It's for your sake that I am suffering. When I discovered your words, I devoured them. They are my joy and my heart's delight. For I bear your name, O Lord, God of heaven's armies. I never joined the people in their merry feasts. I sat alone because your hand was on me. I was filled with indignation at their sins. Why then does my suffering continue, God? Why is my wound so incurable? Your help seems so uncertain as a seasonal brock, like a spring that has gone dry. This is how the Lord responds. If you return to me, I will restore you so that you can continue to serve me. If you speak good words rather than worthless ones, you will be my spokesman. You must influence them. Do not let them influence you. They will fight against you like an attacking army, but I will make you as secure as a fortified wall of bronze. They will not conquer you, for I will... For I am with you to protect you and rescue you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Yes, I will certainly keep you safe from these wicked men. I will rescue you from their cruel hands. Period. Okay. So that was a lot. Like, I know the beginning of that 
kind of was confusing where it says it starts off with Jeremiah's complaint. Verse 10, it says, then I said, what sorrow is mine, my mother? Oh, that I had died at birth. I hated, I am hated everywhere I go. I am neither a lender who, who threatens to foreclose, nor am I a borrower who refused to pay yet all yet they all curse me. So literally he's, he's using an analogy of, well, he's not using an analogy. He's kind of speaking, frankly, he's just like, God, why did you, why did you give me life? If everybody on earth was going to hate me? Like he's really out here like, God, I'm, I'm nothing. Like I I'm doing what you call me to do. I should have just died in my mother's womb because I'm hated everywhere I go. And we all have those prayers. Like God, what is, you know, when you're in such turmoil, And you feel like you've been in that constant communication with God and you feel like you're doing everything he's telling you to do, but nothing is going right. Of course, you're going to have that cry out like, God, why did you even create me? What what type of life is this to live? Like, why do you have me out here suffering? And so then God follow ups with, you know, Jeremiah, I'll take care of you. You know, I you know, your enemies one day will plead to you so that you can come and, you know, speak to me about their issues, basically telling him the promises that God has for him in the future. But then God turns around and tells this man. But yes, I am going to tell your enemies to take you captive. I am going to allow your enemies to take all your treasures and your wealth and your enemies will destroy your land. It's like, okay, God, I literally just said, I don't even know why you just gave me life because everybody hates me. And then you're going to tell me that my enemies one day is going to come to me and plead with me. But also you're going to allow them to to kidnap me and to take everything that I own. Like what? I know God's crazy. I'm like. I would have been like, God, for real, you being serious right now. So then Jeremiah follows up with like, God, what do you mean? You know, like I'm the only reason why I'm receiving all the hate that I'm receiving is because I am following the things that you told me, God. I am saying the things that you said, God, it brings me joy to be your spokesperson. But God, it's killing me. I am suffering and you see my suffering and it feels like you're not doing anything. This man literally told God. He said, word from word, uh, verse uh, 18, he said, why then does my suffering continue? Why is my wound so incurable? Your help seems as uncertain as a seasonal brock, like a spring that has gone dry. Now, I don't know nothing about no seasonal brock. And this, you know, that's the point where you would go with the Bible study tips to go look that up. But I ain't got time for that right now. You go do that. Go do that homework. Go look up what a seasonal brock is. Um, but the interpretation and the gist of that is just like, God, like you telling me to do these things, but, and you're giving me these promises, like I'm going to be saved, but it's, it's wavering. I don't like my faith is so low right now because I'm really getting the same hard consequences like everybody else. Please save me, God. Like I need to stand on some solid foundation that you really are here with me. And so God followed up with him telling him, no, if you continue to do what I tell you to do, you speak good words and not wicked ones. You don't be influenced. You be the influencer. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to be there with you. But right now you're going to go through just the like everybody else is because I need you to go through that right now. And so, again, it goes back to the title of the message, being obedient, even when it's hard. Do you guys know what obedience means? The definition of obedience is complying or willing to comply with the orders or requests 
or being submissive to someone else's will. There's going to be a time in your life where, you know, we always talk about the will of God, the will of God and, you know, our will and God gives us our hearts, desires, this, then, and third. But there's going to be a time in your life where you're going to have to just solely focus on the will of God's and not your own wills and plans for your life. What does that mean? That means sometimes you're going to have to put your dreams and aspirations and goals and plans on the back burner to fulfill the things that God has called you to do. Why is that important? That's important because the moment that you start walking in God's will, you're going to get closer to your purpose. You're going to get closer to the things that you want once you literally. And that's what God is telling Jeremiah. Like, I know you're suffering right now, but there's going to come a time where these same people are going to be begging you to speak to me on their behalf. You are going to be the ruler. You are. You need to be the influencer, not to be influenced. Like you need to speak good, not to speak wicked. So when you serve God, it comes with the level of suffering. When you serve God, there comes with the level of denying yourself so that you can be in his will. And God is telling you that there's there's a harvest, there's a promise, there's there's going to be something that follows that. And just to make sure that y'all understand what happens when you are obedient to God's will, even when it's hard. I need everybody to turn to Deuteronomy chapter 28. These are the promises God gives to his children when you are obedient to the things he's called you to do. Deuteronomy 28, Deuteronomy 28, uh, subheading reads uh, like this, blessings for obedience. I'm going to read from verses one through nine, but this one kind of goes from verses one through 14, I believe. So I'm just read the first bit and then you can read the rest on your own about the promises that God has for those who are obedient to their calling. It says, if you fully obey the Lord, your God, and carefully keep all his commands that I am giving you today, the Lord, your God, will set you high above all the nations of the world. Promise one, you will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord, your God. And now it's about to list the blessings. The first blessing is your towns and fields will be blessed. Okay. It says your children and your crops will be blessed. Okay. It says the offsprings of your herds and flocks will be blessed. Okay. It says your fruits, baskets, and breadboards will be blessed. Okay. Whatever you, wherever you go and whatever you do will be blessed. Let me read that again. Wherever you go and whatever you do will be blessed. Okay. It says the Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction, but they will scatter in from you in seven. Don't get it twisted that you will be attacked, even though you are blessed for being obedient. But guess what? God is going to, God is going to scatter your enemies in seven directions when they come at you in one. Let me read that again. Cause that's a blessing right there. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction, but they will scatter from you in seven. Okay. The next one, the Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do and will fill your storehouse with grain. Okay. The Lord will bless you in the land he is giving you. If you If you obey the commands of the Lord, your God, and walk in his ways, the Lord will establish you as his holy people, as he as he swore he would do. 
Okay, and it keeps going on for another five verses of how God will bless you for being obedient. Y'all, he's going he's going to bless you in front of your enemies. He's going to bless your children. He's going to bless your food. He's going to bless your wealth. He's going to bless everything you do and the people you encounter. God, God's telling you that everybody's going to know that you his people, you his child, you're his holy one. You're his chosen one because you are going to be so blessed for your obedience. So sometimes you do have to deny yourself so that you can be so that you can obtain the promises that God has over your life. Being obedient, even when it's hard. Last last week, we talked about how God wants a personal relationship with us. Now we're adding on this week how God wants us to be obedient. Obedience is cooperation. When you are in a when you are in a marriage and when you're in a relationship with someone, sometimes it's going to take some compromise, okay? It's going to take some compromise. Everything's not always going to go according to your plan, your way, and your will. You Y'all got to think of this, your relationship with God as a true relationship because it is. He's going to get what he wants sometime and you going to get what you want sometimes. And at the end of the day, guess what? Y'all both working together for the same goal. Just it might not happen all at the same time. There's going to be some times where you're going to have to suffer and you're going to have to bend and you're going to have to maneuver into some things that God is calling you to do. And you got to walk with that with some confidence because there's some there's some blessings when it comes to being obedient to our father. And these are these are some things that can't even be given by the world. God is going to bless you for your obedience, but sometimes it's going to be hard to be obedient. And this message today is to give you the faith and courage that you need to continue to push even during this unknown season. Even when it's hard, y'all, and y'all don't want to get up out the bed or read y'all words, still do it because that's what? Obedience. Even when it's hard and you know this is a touchy topic up for you or whoever you're encountering with, but God is telling you to speak up on it. Guess what you need to do? Speak up on it and be obedient. Even when you don't know exactly how the outcome is going to be for the actions that you're going to do, but you feel like God is telling you to do it. Guess what? Be obedient. Because despite the consequences that you're going to temporarily suffer from doing the things that God has called you to do, guess what he's going to do? He's going to bless you. He's going to bless you greater than the than the suffering that you had dealt with. And the more that you're obedient to the things that God has called you to do, the more and quicker you're going to get to purpose and going to get to the things that you want to do. God is a giving God. God is a loving God. God is a gracious God. God wants you to live in abundance, y'all. That that's not, you know, just because you deal with temporary suffering does not mean that you're not going to get to the land of milk and honey. That's where he wants all of us to be. But it's going to take some things to get there because the suffering suffering causes for you to enjoy and really, truly enjoy the fruits of your labor. I'm not going to speak no more. I just I said what I needed to say and I just hope that it's blessed you and I hope that it blesses someone else. Be sure to share the podcast, y'all. We gotta start growing. I've been praying over the content for the Instagram as well so that I can start get, being more fruitful with the things that God wants me to share with you guys. And without that being said, no further ado, y'all. Let's go ahead. I will see you guys next Monday and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.